I don't think the game's over. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Triple Zeros. I'm your host, Josh Buckalter. Follow me on Twitter at Joshy Buck. Hit up the Facebook page, Clocker Sports website, clockersports.com, and the email address is clockersports at gmail.com. Man, we're getting so close to, to actual live sports, and yet so, so far away. And honestly, judging by some of the, the uh, off the field and court activities, I'm not so sure we're going to actually ever really get there. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about something that we were uh, discussing last episode, and that was the Kendrick Perkins and Kyrie Irving saga. Um, as you know, Kyrie has been a vocal, uh, has been staunchly against the return of the NBA, citing not wanting to be a distraction to the current uh, civil rights movement that is going on right now. And Kendrick Perkins is one of many, but he definitely was a very loud one of many, um, saying that uh, Kyrie is being divisive right now and uh, that he was a, a very public voice, a popular voice, excuse me, but not a powerful voice. Just a lot of things. And then he ended up saying, uh, uh, made a comment about um, if you put uh, uh, Kyrie's brain in a bird, the bird would fly backwards because Kyrie is confused. And um, yeah, it, it wasn't nice, right? It wasn't it wasn't anything pro- like I, I, I took, I won't say I take offense to it because I don't know either one of these men. They can say what they want to say, but I just thought it was weird because Kyrie is operating in his role as vice president, just kind of putting out all of the angles. I, I kind of feel like um, they're really glossing over the fact. And in Perkins, in his apology, where he says that he made uh, amends with Wilson Chandler, uh, who vocally called him out saying that uh, he sold out, basically. Kevin Durant also called him a sellout. Uh, but Perks says he apologized to Wilson Chandler, or settled it, rather. Apologized to Kyrie for, for the bird brain comment. But he disagrees with the movement about sitting out and all that kind of stuff and that's fine but his logic is i need to hear a plan I can't just have you saying that you're going to sit out and hit his uh, what he his reason behind being uh upset with Kyrie is that he says Kyrie was in these meetings for all this time and now that he's heard that he can't play now he wants to bring this up and what makes this just all so fascinating is that there are Stephen I, I went on twitter and actually kind of i don't want to say called out because he probably didn't even see it but uh, Stephen A kind of did the same thing and they're, they're, they're ignoring the, first of all, the Adrian Wojnarowski moonwalking backpedal of, uh, Kyrie Irving being a disruptor had to come out and say that, uh, Irving was speaking for a lot of players and that the, the mood behind returning wasn't necessarily the, the, the energy behind it wasn't there from the player side. So neither one of them have, have, have even mentioned that part of it. They keep operating under the assumption that, uh, Kyrie is, just being rogue and, and bringing up all these ideas out of nothing. And they're also forgetting the part where he said from the beginning till now that if everybody wants to play, he will agree to that and it's not going to be a roadblock anyway. So I just find it really interesting that the attack is on him when everything that we've heard hasn't even been, even the stuff that isn't confirmed, right? Like the rumors that they're saying, and they're, they're talking about him saying that he wants to have a sit down. And you see how quickly he came out and, uh, and refuted that claim. So, it's just, it's very interesting, and like I said on the, on, on the Twitter box, uh, it, you know, I figure this kind of character assassination, that's what this is. They're trying to attack this man's character. How are you going to say that you can't, you don't approve of the sitting down without a, without a plan when 
that's not even what his like. It's not even the the the, the move that he's trying to make. I don't listen. In the article I wrote about uh, about Kyrie and how you know also Rivers called him out. They're they're disagreeing with nothing because by and large Kyrie agrees with everything that they're saying. He's just putting out these other and he's not the only one. I just I I think the public side of it, the fact that these guys uh, Perkins and Stephen A are kind of going at Kyrie kind of makes it all the more odd just because they're singling him out for saying something that he didn't say and having a sentiment that he didn't have and for doing his job as vice president because rumor has it that the concerns that Kyrie's expressing were brought to Chris Paul, but Chris Paul being tight with the top guys is not going to do anything in his role as president. Um, He's going to just ride with, which I understand because, uh, I mean, well, it depends on what the makeup is, honestly, right? We don't know. We're not on those. We're not privy to those calls. So, um, yeah, just an interesting saga that I, I, I doubt's going to be uh, settled anytime soon. Perk said all this, by the way, on Scooby Radio. Shout out to Brandon Scooby Robinson, friend of the show. Um, yeah, man, just again, interesting saga. Got to keep an eye on it, and I, I, I'm sure it's it's far from done because the the apology was first of all on wasn't wasn't as loud. Your apology needs to be as large a disrespect, especially if you're calling somebody Kyrie and, and calling him divisive and saying that he's confused and all these things that, you know, Stephen Jackson came out and said that Kyrie's called him every day to check in on him and see how he's handling and stuff like that. So, I, you know, it's just odd to see the, the attack. Um, but it's been kind of on brand for, for a lot of figures in social media when they're brought topics, they kind of got to go hard. You have to take a stance, a hard stance. I get it. But this one just seemed a little bit out of pocket. Um, speaking of the NFL, the NBA and being out of pocket, they are proposing some uh, rings that will help detect COVID-19 early. So the ring supposedly is produced by a company. And I hope I'm saying this right. Aura. I'm just going to Aura or Aura, Aura. I'm not really sure, <laughs> but the ring supposedly monitors your distance to make sure that you're maintaining six feet. The text three days early, 90% accurate, supposedly. I say supposedly because these that data is all coming from the company itself. So who knows if it really will work? Um, you know, I just think that the ring and that got me kind of thinking, you know, what are like the greatest ring superheroes, right? I know it's a random tangent, but I just thought about like the ring. When you see it, the picture of the ring, look it up, Uber ring. When you see it, you're going to understand because it's very high tech. And it's supposed to be able to tell your temperature and all that kind of thing and monitor your, your symptoms. Really wild stuff. It's actually a sleep aid that was supposed to be helped. Uh, or I'm sorry, it was marketed in the beginning as a health monitor, sleep aid, something along those lines. And now they're trying to adapt it to for the NBA's purpose. Now, you might be saying, hold on a minute. We got people that need to be tested. And they're out here giving uh, high, you know, high end, high tech to these millionaires but regular people are out here actually being affected well the ring will be optional first of all so players won't have to wear if they don't want to and uh if you want to buy your own you can it's only 299 dollars so yeah the nba is definitely going uh all out to try to make sure that they can get this season off the ground we'll probably never know the true sentiments of the the players because um from what we hear, the top guys have made their minds up. They want to get a role. And, we, and for understandably so, like I've, I said from the jump, it's going to be that kind of divide where the top guys kind of want to push because they're, you know, when you're when you're a top guy, usually that means you're an older guy. And that usually means you ain't got that much time left. So you're going to try to get as much uh, run as you can out of your legs. But, man, injury risks and all types of stuff are just, this is this is insane. Speaking of the risks that, that these players are taking on, uh, you had a few players 
from around the league, a couple from the Lakers and one from the Eastern Conference and uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons. Now, LeBron James and Ben Simmons hit an open run. Rich Paul was there. There was a bunch of guys there. And listen, people had masks. They had the masks on. I'm not going to say it was proper. Now, this is not a referendum on uh, health and, 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 and wellness. So I'm not, I don't really care. You know, you do what you're going to do with your mat. That's up to you. I'm just, I'm just telling you what happened today, <laughs> right? Or what was going on in the sports world recently that she, that we have since the last time we met. Now the, the Brian is looks in great shape and he's running around jamming. Uh, Ben's doing the same, but again, and and when players go down to Orlando, they're going to have to be quarantined anyway. That's the Florida rule. And if you've been following the news, Florida's had to shut down bars and everything again. And, and they're enforcing stricter mask laws because uh, the rising numbers. And in fact, a lot of people made the joke that Disney is trying to is, is forcing Florida to enforce the mask laws because they ain't trying to lose that NBA money. Very feasible. <laughs> I believe it. I'm just saying. Um, but on the other side, you got Kyle Kuzma, bronze uh, Laker teammate and his girlfriend, uh, Winnie Harlow at Tiana Taylor's listening party with OBJ. Now, I didn't. I, Kuzma was walking in with the mask on, but that's the only one that I saw in the pictures that I saw. I'm not saying that they weren't there, and that they, maybe they all had them and they wore them for the for when they weren't taking pictures. But uh, in those moments when they were taking pictures, I didn't see a mask. And again, they're going to be quarantined when they go down there. But with all the the random outbreaks, and we'll talk about some more in the other major league that we cover here. Uh, in a moment, but though the way that these these positive results are popping up, and it's not going to affect everybody, but we already saw the trepidation from uh, players before they were getting this kind of random exposure. And it's it's hitting in in random pockets now. You know, with all the the states that had uh, opened up first are are kind of seeing this surge in cases, and that you just wonder what that's going to do to the psyche of the guys who are already a little bit uh, uncertain about going now. Brian and Ben hitting up the open run, you know that's cool. You do what you would like for them to maybe, you know, uh, practice a little bit better, better social dis- distancing, I guess. But again, I'm not. This in uh, health and uh, wellness referendum. The one that is funny though is Kuzma uh, at the at the the listening party because of the fact that he was saying that some of us want to go hoop, and you you hear about how the the. Uh, players that have been working out separately are going to have to go through the, the extra court or whatever, you know, all the, the procedure to actually get to play and him saying that they're ready to hoop. And the next thing he is, is outside of the listening part. Now he can, he is free to do whatever he wants to do. That is not the point. It's just funny. All right. It's just, it's just funny because he's out here kicking it, but don't want to go out and do the protest. Listen, just funny. I thought that was hilarious to me and to see, I mean, everybody at the Tiana Taylor part in the pictures, are are out massless now they probably did that because you wouldn't know if it was who was who with them on but i just thought that that was quite funny for them to all have i mean <laughs> he's walking in with that one and supposedly uh winnie had one on as well she took hers off before the picture so that's why i said that there's a very good chance that they all had one and just weren't wearing them for pictures but boy it's a horrible look it is just again funny because he he made the post uh coming back I don't know if it's really come back at Kyrie, but kind of just in response to all of the negativity about the return, saying that a lot of guys want to return and compete. And uh, now this. So I'm uh, going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears, talk about the NFL, their brush with COVID-19, and a couple of other guys. Don't go anywhere. Triple C.
back now on triple zeros and switching to the NFL. Now, I know how this this topic ruffles a lot of feathers, but uh, frankly, I don't give a damn. My show, we got to do with this one. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is supposedly rumored to be on a lot of teams' radars in light of recent events, and even uh, Roger Goodell, Commissioner Roger Goodell, coming out and urging teams to sign him now or to give him a shot to compete for a spot. Uh, before I get into what I want to talk about this, I will say that that comment right there is is kind of a a nod to the fact that he was indeed blackballed from the league. But we'll 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 settle that debate uh, with somebody who actually thinks that he wasn't. So um, I'm not going to sit here and preach to the choir because right now there's that. that Again, I already thought it. But when he said that, when he, he when that urging came out, it was kind of like, oh, dang. So now it's all clear. That's a, a clear sign to me that it might not have been official, but there was definitely an acknowledgement that he probably wasn't worth um, bringing onto a roster at that point in time. Now. The first that we heard about him possibly being on radars was Pete Carroll saying that GMs had reached out to him. Um, my question for that is why though. Now I am aware that they were the last team to have, I believe contact with him. So they were wanting to know where his mindset is, but I've, again, that was a while ago. And why would you want to know that? Ask him yourself. I, I kind of feel like now it's possible. Pete Carroll was just saying this to try to gen up some interest, but if they are reaching out to him again, that just doesn't make any sense. If you want to know where his mindset is, ask him. You know, you could say, oh, we wanted to see where he was last. Well, bring him in now and see where he is now. Like, I just, because last time he was then, I believe Pete Carroll said that he was, he had the ability to start. Like, he he looked like he was still uh, football ready. So, I, that's cool that they're reaching out and they're they're trying to kick the tires on it. But I don't understand that they're really interested why they would go through Pete Carroll of the Seahawks when uh, they could easily get in contact with uh, Colin themselves. Now, the most recent update that we heard was Los Angeles Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn saying that uh, it's crazy not to have Cap on some short list for workouts for teams in need of a quarterback. Now, the Chargers themselves aren't looking, but he did say that Cap fits the mold of what they're trying to do. And, you know, they got three quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor is there, and the third one escaping me right now. But the important part about this is I, I had to just immediately jump back. Why didn't they bring in Cam now? You can bring up a whole slew of reasons, being money, um, what they think that he his role would be, or what they think he would want his role to be, whatever the case may be. But when you look at Justin Herbert and the kind of style that he plays, now he's a little bit more accurate than Cam. He's a little bit more of a pocket passer than Cam is. But I think that they're closer in style than Tyrod uh, Taylor and Justin Herbert are. Now, I will say Tyrod Taylor protects the ball a little bit better. But you're going to get a guy who and maybe that's what the what you kind of wanted to show Herbert to do the basic stuff. Right. And then he let him find his own way to make plays, because if, if you're putting Cam in there, he's probably just going to learn how to kind of make the, the wild plays. I would say Dinkin and Duncan is, has not been uh, Cam's strong suit. That's my boy. If you if you follow the show, you know, Cam's my favorite NFL player right now. Uh, so they're not looking the Chargers, but he does fit the mold. And you had a couple other teams that could be brought up. We talked about Pittsburgh. Um, I think I heard mention of uh, uh, Detroit, possibly the Rams. So yeah, I, I'm just not sure exactly what uh, what why Cam's not on the team. Um, I know that he's he's been dealing with the injuries and stuff like that, but uh, you just hope to see that. Hopefully, I hope personally that he makes it to a roster. But uh, the the Kaepernick thing is very interesting because, as I said. Now that he's he's been cleared by the commissioner, I guess um, teams are back looking at him again. But more importantly than that, uh, what in, what's intriguing to me about it is that 
there's all this interest all of a sudden. And we talk about all the time how uh, it only took one team. I don't know. I just it just keeps bringing me back to the whole. Uh, uh, it's a, it was I don't want to call it collusion, but they definitely had him on on a list to not bring in. But they, uh, Anthony Lynn says he's he should be on on any team's shortlist on for injury replacements, and uh, maybe it's just a new era because of the fact that now you have the commissioner giving the all clear to bring Cap in for a workout. Another NFL news: Jamal Adams, safety for the New York Jets, has requested a trade. Again, if you recall a year ago, he was in uh, flirting mode with Dallas Cowboys and they were offering a first round pick. And I believe Anthony Brown, their cornerback for him and the Jets said no. They were uh, they were keen on getting the extension done. They are still trying to do so now. But he apparently is they hit a snag and he is ready to just move on and had a lengthy IG post. And to sum it all up, he ended it with uh, maybe it's time to move on. And so, you know, me being me. Started to to write my my dear Ryan Pace. I actually wrote it out and tweeted it. Uh, actually, uh, dear Ryan Pace, you're trying to get you know make it right because that was a draft pick that I wanted the Bears to get back in 2017. They obviously didn't go that direction, um, but he ended up sending out a list. Jamal Adams did of teams that he would be. I don't think he sent it out. They reported a list that he would be uh, interested in being traded to, and uh, the Bears weren't known it. <clears throat> so when I say it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> but the teams that were on it were Dallas, San Francisco, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Seattle, and Houston. Of those teams, the most, the ones that are most impact. Now, the, the the Chiefs is interesting, but I don't know if they have the support around him for him to make the, as big of an impact. Um, San Fran is a very solid defense. You add him on the back end of that, and ugh, because uh, yeah. But again, the, the corners always give me pause there, and I know their um, their strength though is that front four, really that front seven. Um. Baltimore would be nice. Uh, they're just so loaded. It almost feels like a glutton. You know they're not. They can't pay nearly all those people. Um, Seattle. I feel like that defense is is further far enough away that they they might need to spend money elsewhere, at least up front, before they start spending money like they're gonna have to spend on Jamal Adams. Houston's an interesting one as well. I kind of think they're the same way as uh as KC or really Seattle is that they're just not quite at the level to maximize his ability. Now, the two that do stick out to me are. Philadelphia and Dallas and really Philadelphia is a nice one they need a safety but I am focused on Dallas and not because of need per se because they did fill the other safety spot with ha ha Clinton Dix from a bear shout out to ha ha but they need to they Jamal Adams and them have been flirting back and forth they've been window shopping for him for a year plus pull the trigger and go and get the deal and this is the second time around you probably don't have to add uh, offer that big of a package this time around give them the second round pick and throw in that corner if you're still willing to part with them I just don't see any reason why Dallas is not going to do it. I get it. Like I said, they, they've already uh, signed HaHa, but he's not a long-term fix there. So go get Jamal Adams, complete that backfield, and really add some teeth to the second level of that defense that they haven't had in quite a while. Um, that would be a, a sight to see and I, something that I would look for if I was a Cowboys fan. Now, just because that's where he said he wanted to be traded, don't mean that's where he got to be traded. So, Ryan Pace, <laughs> if you are listening get your boy. Now, I know the Bears have Tashawn Gibson, and they're going to let Deion Bush get a chance to start back there, but uh, Eddie Jackson and Jamal Adams side by side, that's nasty. I'm just saying. You can pull it. The money works. I checked. <clears throat> so <laughs> just go ahead and uh, make that happen, Captain. Uh, lastly, and, and and not least at all, but more Corona talk, uh, a couple, or not a couple, three Buck staffers 
tested positive for the Rona. One assistant coach and two other assistants. Now, it's interesting that they tested positive because, as you know, Tom Brady was out um, breaking into people's houses this offseason and stuff, and he hasn't come down with it, but the assistants have. And what this really brings a focus on is the story about how uh, how the NFL is going to deal with it. They've kind of had the benefit of being able to sit back and watch these other leagues come back in different ways, and all of them expanded their playoff fields and have short, shortened their seasons and truncated their training camps and all these type of things. And you think that you have a great plan in place until the chips start coming, the chinks start, and the armor start coming away. And every plan has kind of had their their flaws. And I'm I'm just kind of wondering now where the NFL is going to be. You had um, uh, Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams, coming out and say he doesn't get how the heck they're going to do social distancing playing football. Um, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, talking about uh, football needs a bubble. I don't know how you get a bubble around the roster size, the organizational size needs for a football team compared to a basketball team. It's just not the same. It's, the, the football team is way larger. The roster alone is more than four times the, what it is on a basketball team. So like, you're just not, that's not feasible. Um, and that's the type of thing when you see these, again, random people popping up, not, they're not, they're not random. They work for the team. But like when you see these cases popping up in the areas where they're going to be, that gets concerning and it's going to be right around the time when there supposedly is going to be another round. I just want sports to come back. Um, football in particular at this point, the NBA season starting back now, I think it's going to be a little bit fugaze. So like, I'd rather they kind of just go back to another season, but I, if they come back, Hey, you know, I'm all for it. I just, uh, I just don't know how you're going to not have an asterisk by whoever wins the championship. And I know they tried to come out and say, it's going to be competitive and different and whoever gets it is going to earn it and blah, blah, blah. It's going to have an asterisk, son. <laughs> Point blank, period. So I'm interested to see what the NFL ultimately does, how they're going to handle this. Um, we talked to you about last episode about uh, Ezekiel Elliott and the Texans players and all that kind of stuff. It's not done. We're far from over with any of this stuff, and none of these none of these returns have been settled. So um, soccer's back. You know, you had some Premier League action. That was cool. <laughs> um, UFC's fighting and stuff like that. We'll see how all this other stuff goes. That's going to do it for this episode of Triple Zeros. Follow me on Twitter at Joshy Buckhead with the Facebook page at Clocker Sports, website clockersports.com. The email address is clockersports at gmail.com. Check out the writing, man. Last word on pro football. I just put out an article talking about uh, is there too many ki- too many chefs in the Chicago Bears kitchen? Mitchell Trubisky has a lot of voices in his head this offseason. Are they going to mess him up even further? That's a terrifying thought. Um, also, a couple, other, couple of days ago, put out the uh, article about Wendell Carter and the Bulls. That's on pivotaineasy.com. Uh, just what is the next move with him? Because really, what he wants to do doesn't jive with what Lowry does, and you're not putting him on the bench. And can you get something for him? And together, they're not really that great. And Daniel Gafford might fit back. A lot of stuff to cover in there. So check that out as well. And of course, always read the stuff on clockersports.com. Until the very next time, you are noticed. I think it's on.